You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. Good people don't go to heaven. Only forgiven believers in Jesus go to heaven. So you don't need a therapist. You don't need a program. You don't need a rehab. All right. You need Jesus. Sin is the problem. But everybody say it out loud. Jesus is the solution. Let's say it again. Sin is the problem and Jesus is the solution. Going to therapy and special programs aren't bad things, but when it comes to the root issue of sin in our lives, then Jesus truly is our only hope. No matter how much self-effort we put in, we can never save ourselves from sin. We'll hear from Pastor Dion today that it's the Holy Spirit that reveals that sin to us, that draws us to Jesus, and that frees us from that sticky, entangling sin issue. The Christian faith isn't some religious act of pulling ourselves up, but it's amazing grace and forgiveness that dwells within us. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Acts chapter 10 as he continues his message, The Person of the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Peter describes it like this in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. He said this about Jesus, And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So, from Adam all the way to Jesus, the Holy Spirit played a limited role, only coming on those whom God selected, obviously Jesus' son. The Holy Spirit also did something amazing, He raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And that's something to to, to clap about. And wow, the Holy Spirit brought that life. So in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit only came upon special chosen people that God wanted to help, anoint, or empower to lead his people. Everybody say, huh. But, everybody say that. But... God promised that one day the Holy Spirit would become this. Everybody say it out loud. What? Public works. The Holy Spirit in the Old Testament that would only come upon select individuals whom God chose. God promised, I am going to send my Holy Spirit on everyone, everywhere. Pretty cool. He said that the Holy Spirit would come upon all flesh would be unleashed on everyone, everywhere. In fact, here's the verse of God's promise, Joel chapter 2 and verse 28, and here's what it says. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions, and also on my maid servants, and on excuse me, my men servants, and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. 
Look at your neighbor and say, everyone everywhere. It's not going to be limited. The Holy Spirit is going to be universal. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon the whole world. 800 years after God made that promise through the prophet Joel, Jesus confirmed it. He said, oh yeah, I want to remind you about this. That the Holy Spirit will be released universally. And I also want to tell you what one of his jobs is going to be. Look at your neighbor and say, let's listen up. Look it up. Let's listen up. Here's what Jesus said. John chapter 16, verse 7. Here's what he says. But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And he, when he comes, read this out loud with me, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and the judgment. I'll just let that soak and marinate for a little bit. Hmm. So God, in the Old Testament, promised that the Holy Spirit would be unleashed on the everyone everywhere in the world. Jesus confirmed it and then tells us exactly one of the things that the Holy Spirit is going to do. He's going to convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. You see, we are hopelessly lost and deceived. We are so hopelessly lost and deceived that we cannot come to the Lord without enlightenment. You guys know that, right? You know, I'm, I'm always a little, what would be the proper word? I, I find it humorous when someone says, I found Jesus. Mm, you didn't. You couldn't. He finds us, right? And he does that by the Holy Spirit drawing us, bringing us to the Because we are so lost that we wouldn't be able to find him ourselves. Because we are in the dark we don't realize also how dirty we are. We are dirtier than Pigpen on the Penis cartoon. In fact, go ahead and look at your neighbor and say, Sucio. That's the way we are before, before we come to the Lord. The Holy Spirit, we're in the dark and we're completely dirty. We don't know we're in the dark because we, we think that's just the way life is. We don't know that, how dirty we are because we're in the dark until the Holy Spirit comes alongside and helps us recognize, brings illumination, brings enlightenment. And then at that point, we recognize, we realize, we come to a realization. That's when the Holy Spirit comes alongside us from the outside to convict us of our sin, that we are in the dark, that we are dirty. Everybody say conviction. Conviction is the gut-wrenching realization that we are guilty as sin and need to change. Now, many of you experienced that already. When you were first, first came to the Lord, before you came to the Lord, the Holy Spirit was working from the outside, kind of enlightening you, showing you. And you're like, oh my gosh, I need to change. It's that gut-wrenching feeling a miserable dissatisfaction with the sinful lifestyle. 
In fact, David described his experience wrestling with the Holy Spirit in this situation in Psalm 32, verse 3. Here's how he described it. David said, when I kept all inside, my bones turned to powder, my words became day-long groans, the pressure never let up, all the juices of my life dried up. Then I let it all out. I confessed my sin to the Lord. And I said, I will make a clean break of my failures to God. Suddenly, when I did that, the pressure was gone. My guilt dissolved and my sin disappeared. So before we come, the Holy Spirit's been released in all the, in all the world. His first job is to create that enlightenment from the outside that we need a Savior, that we are sinners, that we are in the dark. It helps us, I mean, we feel the misery of sin and nothing satisfies. We come to this place where nothing satisfies, no matter how deep or dark our attraction is and the fulfillment of it, it just doesn't satisfy. The Holy Spirit is pressing us. He's convicting us. The Holy Spirit convicts us, and He also points us to Jesus, the only way of salvation. So not only does He convict us, the Holy Spirit, guys, He points us towards Jesus, the only way of salvation. Guys, good works and self-righteousness are insufficient to save us. The Holy Spirit doesn't point to you and press you and say, you really need to do more good works. Now, as a Christian, he might tell you that. But as a non-Christian, he's pointing us to Jesus Christ, the only way of salvation. Because like I said, good works and self-righteousness are insufficient. Listen up. Good people don't go to heaven. Only forgiven believers in Jesus go to heaven. I'll say that again. Good people don't go to heaven. Only forgiven believers in Jesus go to heaven. So you don't need a therapist. You don't need a program. You don't need a rehab. All right? You need Jesus. Sin is the problem, but everybody say it out loud. Jesus is the solution. Let's say it again. Sin is the problem, and Jesus is the solution. I mean, so the Holy Spirit comes alongside. He helps us recognize our darkness, recognize our dirtiness, and then He points us to Jesus. The Holy Spirit wants you to say, My Jesus. Can you say amen? It's the truth. The third thing that we're told in that verse, that Jesus described the function of the Holy Spirit, the third thing he does, he does, first of all, he convicts us of sin. He convinces us of righteousness pointing to Jesus. But he also does something else. He warns us that the consequences for rejecting Jesus is, everybody say the word out loud, judgment. And everybody say, oh. You know, it's interesting that the King James Version of the Bible calls the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost. Maybe it's because the 
Holy Ghost does some hunting to us, if you know what I mean. Trying to scare the hell out of us. Look at your neighbor and say, that's probably, that, that's probably right. That's what the Holy Spirit's wanting to do. So for all of you condescending and judgmental Christians who love to guilt trip people, stop doing what the Holy Spirit's job is to do. See, you need to remember, it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict, God's job to judge, and my job to love. I want to say it again. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict, God's job to judge, and my job is to love. So the Holy Spirit is the one who does the convicting, the convincing. you got to let Him. For those of you that are married to an unsaved spouse or an unbelieving spouse, don't try to be their Holy Spirit. It will only frustrate your spouse and create more distance and more division between you. Let the Holy Spirit do His job and you get out of the way. Here's what the Holy Spirit does. He will do those three things and He appeals to an unbeliever's conscience over and over until they die or they blaspheme Him. Meaning, they defiantly reject and curse Him. So the Holy Spirit works from the outside, trying to convict us of our sin, pointing us to Jesus, and also reminding us of the consequences for rejecting. And He will keep doing it over and over and over until we surrender or until we blaspheme Him. Which is something Jesus called the unforgivable sin. That's why the Bible gives this warning. In Hebrews it says, Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. Let's read it out loud together. Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. If you are worried that you might have blasphemed the Holy Spirit, well, you haven't. If you're worried about it. See, your fear and worry is evidence that you have not crossed the point of no return. But if you've been rejecting, you might be one rejection away. So don't be stubborn. That Proverbs 29, verse 1, says this, Whoever is stubborn after being corrected many times will suddenly be hurt beyond cure. Everybody say, oh. All right. So one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit today is to draw unbelievers to Jesus and bring them to salvation. Then... When we come to faith in Jesus, when we believe, the Holy Spirit moves from the outside to the inside and regenerates us. Everybody said, Allah, He what? Regenerates us. 
He indwells us and births a new spirit inside of us. This is the person of the Holy Spirit who is in His everyone, everywhere ministry trying to bring us to the Lord. And when we finally surrender, He moves from the outside to the inside and He births a new spirit within us. The same way the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary to birth life in her, the Holy Spirit enters us and births a new spirit to God, a new son, a new daughter. Can you say amen? It's pretty cool. In fact, Jesus called it being this, everybody out loud, born again. And here's how Jesus explained it. In John chapter 3, starting with verse 3, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. The man he was speaking to is Nicodemus. Nicodemus said, what do you mean? Exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So go ahead and look at your neighbor and say, I'm alive. <laughs> go ahead, tell them. Woo! Isn't that awesome? As I said that, woo! Go ahead and do it. I was reminded a couple of weeks ago, my respiratory therapist was here in church the first Sunday that I went back in the pulpit. Uh, she, uh, not necessarily a believer, she just met me at, well, she was working on me at the hospital and um, decided one day she's going to come to our church. And she did, so she was here. And she said, I, she texted me after, I enjoyed watching you and hearing you yell at the top of your lungs for Jesus. It was so awesome. Yeah, it was awesome, right? I'm able to do that. So the Holy Spirit births spiritual life in us. The Apostle Paul called this birth a new creation in Christ. Say it aloud. A new creation in Christ. And then Paul went on to describe this life within us. In Galatians chapter 4 and verse 6, he said, And because we are His children, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, prompting us to call out Abba, which is the Hebrew word for Father. Everybody say, Abba, Father. So the Holy Spirit moves from the outside when we believe, and He regenerates us, births us anew, a new creation in Christ. And He says, and this new creation has a new appetite. The new Spirit born of God cries out within us, for more of God. It has a new attraction, a new appetite, a new passion that ignites on the inside. Something that didn't exist before. And that's why when we come to the Lord, all of a sudden we have this appetite to, for God's Word. We have a, an attraction to be at church. We have a new passion to live for the Lord. Your unsafe family and friends, they don't understand it. They, you know, they, they, they don't get it. I mean, well, what about us? What about the party? What, what, what? I'm just not feeling it anymore. I got a new appetite within. 
That's why they, you always want to be at church. And hopefully that appetite has continued and maintained. Can you say amen? So it, it didn't exist before, but it does now. See, before you belong to the Adams family. Right? With a legacy of sin and death. But now you belong to God's family, the family of God with a legacy of righteousness and life. All right. So, the person of the Holy Spirit has an everyday, everywhere ministry. Working from the outside, bringing us to the Father before we're saved. Then, when we surrender and believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit births a new spirit within us. The Holy Spirit then has at least 20 things that He does in us and for us every single day. Everybody say every day. At least 20 other functions that the Holy Spirit inside of us wants to do every single day. Look at your neighbor and say again, every day. Shall I walk you through the rest of these functions that the Holy Spirit does? Well, I would love to, but we're out of time. So be here next week, and we'll begin to discuss the other functions of the Holy Spirit within us that He helps us with every single day which will bring us to this last verse that I want to read to you. It is in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. You're having trouble with lust. You're having trouble with greed. You're having trouble with impatience. You're having trouble with anger. You're having trouble with alcohol. You're having trouble with, with something. Understand that the Holy Spirit is in His present day ministry to help us become more like Christ. And His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. So when we say, I can't do it. I just, I just can't do it, Pastor. I can't. I'm here to tell you, you're right. You can't. In your flesh and in your sinful nature, you are incapable of doing it. But the Holy Spirit, you are no longer alone. The Holy Spirit within you can empower you and strengthen you and ignite you and help you get through and live the godly life. Isn't that awesome? You've been listening to Pastor Dion Cordova right here on The Simple Truth. In this series, Pastor Dion has been refreshing us all by bringing it all back to the simple basics of the faith. And when it comes back to the basics that everybody knows and takes for granted, there's one verse that's more quoted than any other in history, John 3.16. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Take a moment and bask in the glory of God's unending, unstoppable, unfiltered love for you. He loved you so much that he gave his Son for you. Have you said yes to him? If you haven't, here's your chance. Just tell him that you repent of all the wrong that you've done and that you believe in him. Make him Lord over your life today. It's the only response we can have to a love that's that big. If you made that decision today, would you let us know? Call us at 505-753-4363. Once again, that number is 505-753-4363. We want to celebrate with you. The Simple Truth is a ministry out of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel in Española, New Mexico. Are you in the area? Even better than a phone call, stop in and see us. We're here at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're so excited to meet you and have you join us for worship. You can find all the information you need at tmcalvary.com. Once again, that's tmcalvary.com. We hope to see you soon. And we'll be back next time with more from The Simple Truth. Let us join our hands and together we stand. Together.